Welcome back to Point of View. As you heard in the first segment, uh, Governor Burgum talked about the importance of school boards as we lay out these plans and follow guidelines to get our kiddos back to school safe and sound. I want to encourage you to go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash POV now. You can see all of my conversation. We're going to share with you some of it here in just a moment with the Fargo School Board. Now, former President Robin Nelson. She's now the vice chair. More on that in a moment. But also, I put an article up there uh, from NPR that says, look, you got to look at the data when it comes to young people and COVID-19. This is a fascinating article. I think it'll give you some hope uh, than saying, hey, you know what? We've got a good opportunity here, especially in North Dakota, as Governor Burgum talked about, to put our kiddos back to school, do it safely, and also so we can lead in education. So here's my conversation, or at least some of it from earlier today with the Fargo School Board President, Robin Nelson. We started off going, look, Robin, we're doing this now during the press conference that's going on with Governor Burgum and the Superintendent Basil. I know you don't know all the guidelines, but based on what you know so far, what's your initial reaction to them? Well, what we're expecting is to have a couple buckets of information, one really focused on the healthcare uh, perspective and then the other on the education perspective. So a lot of people are really nervous. I, I gosh, I think the last time I, when I looked at the the live broadcast, it, there were about 14,000 people watching it. So that really underscores how much public education affects our society and, and our workforce and, and community and our kids and our staff. So some important guidelines today that everybody wait. I've been waiting for them to come down. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, because this has been such a, a big and important conversation and being the president of the school board, and I, and I know you talked a moment ago offline that you're not going to be the president um, this fall, but you're still a leader in this situation. So as you're thinking into the fall, what's, what keeps you up at night as you think about students going back to school? Oh, you know, <sighs> So many things in my head is spinning, and I think that's how society is as well. Um, parents are nervous, but they are anxious to get their kids back to school. Uh, teachers are anxious to get back to school, but they're nervous as well. So there are so many unknowns, and we don't, you know, this is the first time any of us have ever experienced anything like this. Uh, so the, the fear of the unknown is always what is so paralyzing, and that's what really keeps people up at night. If I, I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on any on any one thing in particular, uh, but first and foremost, safety has to be at the forefront of every consideration. So, with that being said, you currently now we were just talking as well. Like you are working with a large number of kids right now, and you said, "Hey, Chris, you know, knock on wood, we haven't seen any uh, transmission up to this point." So, what are you hoping to see from the state for for guidelines, and what have you guys been doing so far where you're currently working at to keep the kiddos safe? Sure. So. I, I run the Boys and Girls Club, and in the summer here, we are serving a lower number of kids than we have in the past, but about 325 a day. We are working on modified operating procedures that are coming down for the Department of Health um, and Child Care Licensing Regulations, and we've been open since June 1st. Uh, we have smaller group sizes, temp checks, intake screening, uh, meal and play uh uh, changes, group sizes are smaller. And to this date, as you said, knock on wood, we have not experienced a positive uh, case of COVID for either uh, any of our children or our staff. So I think that's promising for what the school year will have in front of us. Yeah, I do too. Um, I want to share with you a quick article I saw. I'm going to try a screen share thing here, but it was in NPR actually and pretty fascinating stats that I wanted to share with our audience uh, as we talk about this. But so 
you can see here, they were talking about what was going on with like the Y in New York, um, thousands and thousands of kids. And they have yet to see, in fact, one woman wrote an op-ed where there's almost no reported cases of child to adult transmission. Um, and they've had a lot of success. There was another study done where uh, I think it was 0.16% of the kids were confirmed to have been infected. So very, very low numbers. With that being said, I mean, are you thinking about maybe you know, temperature checks every day as kids walk in? Are you going to have hand sanitizer or soap everywhere? What are some possible strategies? Well, that is what we're doing with child care facilities. Um, everybody has to have a, a lower than the threshold as far as temperature checks. We have extra staff that take temperature checks, ask green questions before anybody can enter the building. Parents are not allowed to enter. Um, we have uh, hand sanitizer everywhere. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be more expensive to deliver education, uh, both in person and online. So uh, this is no small feat for the school district or anybody in the country. Um, it's, it's hard to say exactly what kind of things will come down from uh, CDC and Department of Health and DPI, but they, they will be workable and the school district will follow those as closely as possible. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Finding with the families that I serve, we have had a, a couple families that might have. They said we had a close contact over the Fourth of July weekend, so they pulled themselves out, and there are guidelines that they need to follow. So our families have been really good about that because they don't want us to have to close down either. So I expect the same for the school year. Yeah, I was curious. What do you What are you hearing from parents right now about going back to school? What are you hearing from kids? What are you hearing from teachers, administrators? What's the mixed bag kind of feedback you're getting right now? Oh, it, it, it is such a mixed bag. Kids <laughs> <laughs> are anxious to get back to school. They really, really are because they, they, they're social creatures just like we are as adults. Um, we're ha having a, hearing a lot more hesitancy from parents and staff and staff in particular. Now, keep in mind, a lot of these staffs might be immunoca immunocompromised and a lot of them might be older. So that all needs to be considered in uh, different school districts uh, planning. It's it's so complex. And think about how complex it is. To, I mean, the, the superintendent in Fargo is planning for elementary and then middle school and then high school. And we all know how that went. Elementary tends to stay in one room and middle and high school rotates throughout. So just even just even movement through the building is complex. So, uh, boy, I don't envy our our superintendent's position right now but i but i have complete faith in his judgment that's so anything else you want to say about this fall because i want to talk about what you guys are going to be doing tonight at the board meeting sure well this fall it, really every effort right now is administration is working on the reopening plans and we're kind of trying to give them some space because that is really where their energy needs to be directed at this time um you know, we have our reorganizational board meeting tonight, our annual board meeting where our new board members, newly elected board members will be seated. And then we will also elect a new board president. Uh, board president terms for the Fargo School Board are one year. And I have done, I've completed my term and I do not intend to put my name on the president's ballot. So you might have a different spokesperson in a couple hours, Chris. So you might have to call that person uh, to come and appear on your show. The reason I'm not putting my name in is it's a legislative session uh, upcoming here. And I, I usually chair the legislative committee for the Fargo School District. Well, thank you for all the great work you've done. I know it's, I'm assuming, taking up a lot more time than maybe you anticipated what's going on this past year. And just so, so last question for you, what, what's been 
because you've been around education for a long time. What, what's the best thing you've learned from this experience? That We are uh, having some tech issues here, uh, so we'll get this stuff figured out. But anyways, what you didn't get a chance to hear there is that Rebecca Knudsen has been voted in as the new president of the Fargo School Board. You kind of heard a little bit of that conversation there with Robin Nelson. So congratulations to Rebecca Knudsen, and I'm sure we'll have her back on the show very, very soon. We're going to be talking about education a lot this week. We've got the Minnesota Commission of Education coming up later in the week as well. So please stick around for those conversations. Um, Please share your point of view with us. It's very easy to do what you heard there from Robin Nelson, because when we come back, we're going to get to your points of view coming up right after this.